You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Conversations on life, style, beauty, and relationships. It's the Velvet's Edge podcast with Kelly Henderson. Hi, Marv. Hello, Kelly. Kelly. You just asked me how I was, and I said, no, no, no. I don't want to say anything until I press record. Because as much as I don't actually want to talk about this, I feel um, like it's what I should be doing. So I'm going to talk about it. But um, I I called you last week because Nashville was, uh, there was a lot going on and we had that school shooting and um, I had a lot of friends that were directly impacted. So it was just a really heavy week for multiple reasons. Um, and at the same time though, I was like oddly calm because you and I have been talking about all of these things that were going to be happening for so long. And so it was sort of like, oh, okay, well, here we go. You know, like that kind of feeling. And Mm -hmm. I didn't really know what to do with that. And I don't still really feel like I know what to do with it, but, um, part of what's going on right now for me. And I'm just, I wanted to say this on the podcast because I'm wondering if some of my listeners are feeling the same thing, but just this feeling of like, I don't really have the answers. And I actually don't even really know what to talk about regarding that topic. It's a topic I've talked about multiple times on the podcast already. And so, so to see it happen down the street for me was highly defeating, I think, as if, as an emotion, if I'm going to give it one. And, um, and just sad, it's tragic, it's painful, it's all of those things. And I believe that it's something that we're going to have to go through just as our in our country as things like this, where it's like, until we're ready to really pay attention and make some changes, things are just going to keep happening. And so um, anyway, I guess I wanted to talk about that just because I texted you before we got on and I said, can I have 30 minutes? I need to go ground because as I was reading your outline and kind of putting my thoughts together, I just found myself getting this like um, overwhelmed feeling and it just it kind of translates into anxiety for me a lot of times. And so then I just want to shut down and I don't want to talk about it. And I actually know that what you keep telling me is no, I have to keep talking. And so here I am. And so I went outside, I walked around in my backyard barefoot. Um, I was surprised, but I started crying. I don't, I didn't feel sad particularly. So it kind of surprised me, but it was just like, I needed to kind of get that out and release. I didn't formulate all my thoughts for the podcast exactly how I wanted to say them. And, and sometimes though, I feel like that's like, I just need to do that and just come and just talk and be honest and open and you and I will navigate our way through it. So that's what's going on for me. And if anyone else is feeling that you're not alone, I think it's kind of one of those like one day at a time moments of life where we just kind of have to take it as it comes next right step kind of thing. So does that answer the question how I am? <laughs> the longest winded answer, but that is it. <laughs> that answered a whole paragraph, sweetie. Yeah. Did you guys want to know about my life in general? <laughs> that was it. 
Well, welcome, welcome to the aggressive Aries moon. <laughs> you know, I don't like Aries energy, so it's not surprising that I'm like having an issue right now. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we're moving through a quite the polarizing time uh, in the macrocosm and as well as in the in the microcosm. Uh, we're all, you know. It's almost like we're all agitated. We're all a little uptight. We're all a little mm. nervous. Um, so there's a lot of intensity going on, especially with this Aries new moon. And of course, you know, this is the most selfish sign in the Zodiac because this is the sign that um, of where all things begin. This is the beginning point. This is the spring equinox. We're waking up out of the frozen winter. And we're beginning to build um, on our, the energy that we have. How do you control is, again, you stay in the moment. And remember what I told you is the only thing that is real is that which is right in front of you. Mm -hmm. So if you can't see it, smell it, taste it, and hear it, well, it's all a figment of your imagination. Because you have to imagine it, and you're going to imagine it based upon your vocabulary, conditioning, and patterning of how you want to see things that make you feel safe and comfortable and are harmonious. So it's always when I get people in here uh, that I work with that are really in their head, well, my job is to move them into their feelings. Mm -hmm. See, so you're you're trying to run away from your feelings, which is really the only truth. It's the only way you can define truth is through feelings. So you're moving into your head and you're trying to then move out into a what maybe might be, could be, should be instead mm -hmm. of what is. Mm -hmm. And so when you when you say grounded, well, when you're you're saying staying in the immediate moment, this is how I feel. But you can feel happy, sad, glad, and um, uh, you know, um, uh, I guess unpeaceful, but still remain in neutral. Right. I actually said to someone yesterday, uh, as I said, a lot of my friends were personally impacted by the shooting last week. And so there's been a lot going on in my friend group and just like needing to support each other and all these things. And I said to one of my friends, it's that thing where, you know, we have to, or we're asked to get comfortable being uncomfortable because I think our instinct as humans, and especially like the way we've lived our lives or I've lived my life up until this point is if I'm uncomfortable, it's how do I get out of that emotion? You know, like how do I get comfortable? How do I not sit in this anymore? Is it, whether it's work or it's a drink or it's a relationship or just continuing to move, um, throwing something at the problem, buying something, whatever it is we do uh, to get out of that feeling. And what I'm learning now is more of how to just sit in the discomfort um, and be present in that, but not attached to it. Like very much like I don't know if this is good or bad. I don't. And like, and there's honestly, I, I'm probably going to get come at for saying this, but in some ways I can see where certain things had to happen for us to ever change. And so ultimately I hope there will be some good, but like, we're not there yet, obviously. So it's just sitting in that feeling of uncomfortable feelings and pain and whatever it is and allowing it to pass through, through me. Well, and that's the problem with change. Uh, which is Pluto. Okay. Um, and it just went into Aquarius. And I know we've talked extensively about that. But I mean, you know, the natural tendency for a human being is homeostasis. We're always fighting to stay safe, secure, and comfortable mm -hmm. and emotional and mm -hmm. emotionally comfortable. Well, that kind of goes against the grain of change. It does. And so Change if there's anything so that is absolutely for sure, it is change. Mm -hmm. So this is why it's a fight and a struggle for the for a human 
to try to accept things that they see instead of trying to see them and then change them. Mm-hmm. Um, because we're not in charge. Mm-hmm. We can't change it. So the more that we can just accept what is as is, then the more we can just be in acceptance and realize that a higher power is always in control. Spirit's always in control. And it's for a far greater reason than we can even possibly evaluate, describe, or imagine. So if we can't see the plan, then what gives us the right to want to change that plan, no matter how we see it? Yeah, I think that is just like whatever's pinging in my head right now is this big battle I've seen on social media this week, which has been so overwhelming to be on. So I haven't been on it a lot, but um, and there I have a lot of different thoughts about this. I'm trying to like formulate exactly how I want to say this, but you know, a lot of people in Nashville are posting about what happened and they're like, well, thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers. And then there's this other side of it that's like, no more thoughts and prayers. Like that's not enough. We need action. We need to do all these things. And so there's this battle happening with that. And so in my head, when you were just saying that I was, I was agreeing with you of, right, we are not in control. And if nothing shows us that more, it's like the things that happened last week, we, there was nothing that one of us could have done in that moment, or we couldn't have predicted that necessarily. I mean, I guess that's an argument too, at this point, but Anyway, all of that is to say is like, what is the line between trusting that there is a higher power and control and kind of like surrendering our powerlessness in a way and just showing up for the present moment, like you said, and then that line between that and then the line of where it is our responsibility as humans, as Americans in this country to stand up for like our rights and our um, safety and our children's safety and going into like, the government that's not running things the way that, that we think that they should right now and fighting back. Like, where is the line between those two things? Well, I think that's an, I I mean, I think you're on point. Um, You know, we talked about uh, uh, peaceful protests is one of the things that I wrote down Mm -hmm. from our conversation the other day. Um. Did you read the article I sent to you on, mm-hmm. right? About what's been happening, you mean, in well, Nashville? in 1994, we passed the law oh. to ban automatic weaponry. In yeah. 2004, the law was passed to accept weaponry. Well, when while it was banned, mass shooting was down 30%. Right. Now that it's... Now that it's acceptable, mass shooting is up 183%. So obviously, this is just one issue that we need a greater voice. Mm-hmm. And as I was probing around looking at, you know, peaceful protests, I came up, I came across a very significant uh, concept. If three and a half percent of the population support change it's never failed that seems like a low number that's right it don't take a lot of us to start uh pushing against the uh the reigning uh dialogue that you know well it's not guns and i have a right and blah 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 and the the political machine that says, you know, it's the second amendment. Well, (laughs) uh, that's unacceptable. That's just literally unacceptable. There's no way. I mean, the answer is to get more guns. That's not an answer. So we got to have a peaceful protest. So you say, all right, what's the dialogue of peaceful protest? Let me tell you, the greatest dialogue in history of peaceful protests was Mahatma Gandhi. Okay. He whipped the whole nation into independence. How about Nelson Mandela? How about 
the power of Rosa Parks sitting on a bus and protesting, not giving up her seat to a white person. Mm -hmm. And one of the greatest of this country, Martin Luther King. You consider him peaceful? Where was their violence? Well, he was shot. <laughs> well, he was shot, but he led a peaceful protest. Yeah. I have a dream. All of his protests were peaceful. Who turned it violent was was the, the reigning authority of the police, the corruptions, the po politicians, the law. Do you realize that we have been fighting that? that basic premise of slavery and inequality, mm -hmm. not only with slavery, but look at the women's suffrage. Mm -hmm. How how we're still fighting for women's the equal same rights. Issues. It's so it's so true. It's the same issues over and over. I would I say this all the time on this podcast, but the first time it really like gut punched me was watching this show called First Lady, First Ladies. I can't even remember now, but it was a great show and it followed the stories of um, an actress playing Michelle Obama, one playing Betty Ford and one playing Eleanor Roosevelt. And like, those are all three very different times in our culture. And the issues were exactly the same as they are now. Like exactly. It was black, black lives matters, arguments, women's right argument, like same shit. And so it's like, it begs the question, has anything changed? And I want to say yes, but it's sad to me that we're still bumping up against the same issues. Well, None of this is and, new. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and see, this is this is what I um uh, I've all I've already I've talked about many times um is the connection that we have going on in this country right now. And in the world is the um, is the um, Atlantis. Do you realize they were fighting slavery in Atlantis ten thousand years ago, hmm. fifty thousand years ago? It's the same. It's the same thing. They had back then. They called them things. So are we just on a loop? Like, what? what is the deal? I mean, are we just going to keep, is that the whole point? Like, no, we're just going to keep. The whole point is, is the, um, we have to move to the spiritual truth. Okay. That's Pluto and Aquarius. It's going to bring us into spiritual alignment. So this is what's so important about right now. Okay. Now it's it's about opening up a dialogue and expressing your truth and your dialogue. That's how we get to the three and a half well, percent. Everybody's doing that. I don't think we have an issue well, there. We <laughs> need even more people doing it because in Ugh, the more people that, that are doing it, the more you'll be voting out the corruption, the politicians, the representatives that are keep making these laws for selfish, powerful, self-aggrandizing reasons. Mm -hmm. That's the point. When we go through Aquarius, Aquarius, we will not end this 2200, 2100 years of transformation and in the same type of governmental situations we got going on right now. Well, so Won't that happen. Will that be a first time for our country? Well, for this country, but you got to realize this country is just a fledgling country. Right. A couple hundred years old. We're babies. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, there's no, um, there's no reason to believe that, you know, that it can't change because mm -hmm. it can and it will, and it's going to, I mean, you know, this is what the, the job of Pluto going from Aquarius to Capricorn back to Aquarius is going to be about mm -hmm. continually showing and bringing to light the ugliness, the deceit, the, um, the, 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 um, the overbearingness 
of people that's wanting power and control just for self-aggrandizing. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes... I guess identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I will say this one thing, one positive I saw last week, and it gave me a little bit of hope and Um, I'm surprised that it's taken us so long to get to this, but also it's just taken as long as it has. It just, it has. But for some reason, this shooting in particular, and I don't know if it's because I'm just enmeshed in it and I'm hearing everything everyone's saying, but it felt as if even the conversations around the country were, Hey, we have to stop fighting. Like no matter what side you're on politically, we have to come together right now and figure out this situation. Like we cannot continue to have our children going to school and being shot. And one uniting factor seems to be that this involves kids. Like nobody wants to be sending their kid to school and put them in danger. Nobody, no matter what your political feelings are. And so the one positive I saw was like, maybe because it's been so divisive, if we can unite on this one thing and kind of go, okay, wait, we don't have to fight so hard for this. You think it's mental health? Sure. It is mental health issues. Do I think it's gun control? Yes. And yes, it is gun gun control laws. Like it's all of it, you know, like let's work together and take the next right step to figure out how to keep our kids safer. Um, 
And if temporarily you need to put security at schools, okay. But like, let's not neglect the other issues. But like, I, I felt that energy. Like I, I heard different sides of the equation on, on social media, in my friend groups, all of it talking about that. Like we have to stop, like stop. And you have pointed out multiple times that this is a time where we're going to have to work for the greater whole versus the, the self, like the one and so it started to, for me, I was like, maybe this is a step in that direction. Not to say we won't go backwards a little bit, but like I saw a glimmer, I guess would be the way to say that. Well, and I mean, you know, listen, I mean, if we wanted to um, bump up the spiritual analysis of it, how how would that sacrifice that we've been going through with all of these mass shootings, knowing that the soul lives forever, there is no death, mm-hmm. but that it helps society to move more into balance. Mm. It helps society come more into change. And it helps society start l- moving away from selfishness and greed into a to what's best for the greater whole and a spiritual truth. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is really what the fall of man really is, is when they turned away from God and they turned towards the physical uh, experiences, pleasures and enjoyments of the material world. Like Adam and That's Eve. the fall of man. Yeah. Okay. Well, if Aquarius is one of the most, is the, probably the most spiritualizing sign in the Zodiac. What does that mean? We're moving towards allowing spirit and our soul to guide us at for uh, responsible, creative works for the whole of humanity instead mm. of for selfish ends. I mean, look at the selfishness and the greed that is going on. Do you realize we're coming out of this pandemic and all of a sudden we get all of this, you know, shortage of things. And so we get this inflation and high prices. How does it feel to know that corporations have made the biggest profits in history? In the last two years. Well, I mean, I think a lot of people would say infuriating. So, I mean, you know, so whether it's corporations, macrocosm, or individuals. Mm-hmm. I just heard somebody say the other day, uh, I pay a lot in taxes. Mm-hmm. I get, a, I pay a boatload in taxes. Same. And my automatic answer is, well, if you pay a boatload in taxes, that just means you made a lot of money. Exactly. So good for you. Right. Good for you. I say that over and over because as a self-employed person, voting the way I vote does not benefit me financially. (laughs) But (laughs) um, I'm like, that's okay. I'm still okay, though. Like, it's okay. That is like not the issue here it's sweetie you know, you're so much better than okay it's unbelievable i know and that's how but that's how i feel is sort of like i don't need to go to bat on that argument because there's so many bigger arguments that are unfair to the whole that i would rather support versus see, how much i have the, to pay that's into- the point that's the point it's pretty selfish to say, well, I'm just going to vote because I'm I want less taxes. When you live in a fucking mansion, right? When, when you when shit. you live in America, which the poorest person in America is uh lives so much better than the poorest person in the world. Oh, it's true. I will never forget. I went to Haiti after um a hurricane years ago or earthquake, I'm sorry, years ago. And it we were like helping rebuild some houses when I say rebuild. They didn't even have a house. They lived in a tent in this like tent city thing. And I, I remember like the guy that was driving us around in this beat up old car being like, do you guys all own cars to all the people that were in the car? And we were like, yeah, like it's such a basic thing here that we don't even think about the fact that that makes us rich, that we own and drive a car. 
And like in Haiti, that is not the case. And nobody drives like nice cars. You know, they drive anything that runs. And then you walk into this tent city and the lady was like, she had three daughters. And the big thing that happens in those tent cities is rape at a really young age. If you don't have walls, you know, so it's actually literal safety. And we're so worried here about luxury, you know, like just the size of our house or how nice it is. And we're so blessed. I mean, there's a lot of poverty here too, but just like, it's just a different level in a place like Haiti or a different country like that. Exactly. It is at a different level. Yeah. But I mean, you know, it's not that there's something wrong with um, materialism. If it isn't part of your mind, What is but that when mean? it's a part of your mind, you're not in your heart. All you're thinking about is money. Mm. Like if it's the driving force of your mind, is that what you mean? Or behind anything? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all you're you're consumed by Mm -hmm. the material aspect of what you can get and have. Mm -hmm. You see? So that's the bigger problem of um, it's not that you, I mean, you know, spirit is the provider. You're not the provider. And I mean, you know, trying to get used to that concept can take a lifetime. I mean, you know, we're conditioned to want more and more and more. Well, and I think it's like a sense of security or it's a sense of false security we all give ourselves. It's like if you have a bunch of stuff, then you're safe. And like you said, that's a human. We chase that. This is why it's so important to move into allowing spirit to guide us in our life. Because you see, everything that happens is happening to us for a reason for us to learn and grow by. Mm -hmm. That's the most important thing in life is evolution. Yeah. To grow, to become better people, to have a greater understanding of who we truly really are. So the acquisition of materiality isn't doing that. But the the energy that we put forth to try to accumulate is certainly going to create confrontation that we're going to have to come to balance and balance with. Mm-hmm. So it's it's important that we um, listen to the Aquarian truth, as that is to listen to our intuitive side, our feeling side. And I know, you know, we've talked about that many, many times. But this is, but, you know, see, I went to Atlantis because Atlantis it permeates our America. Tremendous amount of people, according to Edgar Casey, are, are old Atlanteans. We've got to get this right at some point. Now, we can take another 100,000 years to get it right if we have to. I mean, you know, what happened to Atlantis was ultimately it broke up into pieces and then it broke, sank into the ocean because they used power that then um, caused uh, earthquakes and uh, things that you can't even imagine. I'm having a really weird deja vu moment right now. Doesn't that feel like what's happening right now? Yes. That's my point. Yeah. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. And so we've got to come into balance. And the more we come into balance personally and listen to our personal guidance, the more information that will be given to us on how to have peaceful protest, have beautiful dialogues of guidance. Of, of being enlightened. Enlightened people have just a whole different language that becomes like spirits, very simple. To have clarity and understanding. So I look at everything as just part of the evolutionary process of how mm-hmm. we're becoming more into a enlightened state and understanding um, of the spirit and soul and God. 
See, the the lessons of Atlantis was the sons of men turned away from God and put it into the physical and put more value into the physical realm. So when we put more value on the materiality sides of our life, well, then obviously we're going to have karma for that process because there's only one value and that's God mm-hmm. and spirit. And, they, and God and spirit will give us the correct dialogue that we have to push back against the selfishness. Mm-hmm and greed and corruption. And I think that this is what we're going through right now, especially today. Yeah. Is we're in the confrontation of that. You're talking about because Trump. Yeah. Let's yeah. see how I mean, I think it's 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 just interesting to watch it play out. It's interesting timing for sure. <laughs> it's interesting timing for sure. I mean, you have it's it's funny because I mean, a lot of people think I'm insane now because I say these things and I'm like, well, I don't know. I mean, these, you know, X, Y, and Z uh, predicted, you've been saying this basically is what I'm trying to say for months and you called it (laughs) that it would happen during this time. Trump will get arrested during this time. Trump will get arrested. I like literally started laughing when I read the article because I was like, well, (laughs) it's all there. It's all there if we want it at all times. Like it. The universe is presenting all of the information to us if we pay attention. But I think a lot of times, or if we know we go on the spiritual journey, as you're saying, and I'm lucky enough to talk to enough people like you who have this understanding of the energies moving in and out to where I'm like, well, yeah, that makes sense. And I do feel the shift. It's it's here if we want it or if we step into it. And I hope that we do instead of continuing to fight it, because I just don't think that that's going to go very well. Well, the wonderful thing is, is, I mean, Jupiter, which is the the great attraction principle on on this planet, uh, is moving out of Aries, mm-hmm. <laughs> which has been in Aries since December. So ultimately, in May, we can start talking about um, Taurus, Venus and values. Because Jupiter will move into that place of values. So we're all kind of up in arms now and got this animosity going on and this selfishness and self uh, self uh, aggrandizing things going on. Um, and it's going to shift in about another month and a half to where that value system is going to start playing more up uh, in our dialogue. And I think mean? that that's where you're going to see some of the um, some of the pushback, the rebellion that we're having because of something like this shooting last week. Mm-hmm. Not only that one, but for, for years now we've been living with this and we're just getting so filled and tired. And, and I think that that is, um, it's bringing it up so that we have we come into a greater value that says, "Hey, we don't really need AK-47s for yeah. protection. Right? <laughs> we don't. We need to start giving equal voices to everybody. Mm-hmm. We've got to quit looking at people down on people because of of their color or their authenticity or Sexuality. their own uh, identity." Mm-hmm. I mean, this is just—I mean, th- this is just evil mm-hmm. in any way you want to put it. Yeah, I feel overwhelmed with that one because I feel with that, I feel very in line with what you just said. It's just like it, it, everyone should have an equal say. Like that's just it. But it feels like that is a very tricky topic, and it's upsetting to me a lot of times. Um, but even the more I talk about it or, or if I just even try to get more information, we had a doctor from Vanderbilt who works in the trans community, come on. And I posted about it and boy, did I lose some followers? It was wild. And I'm, it's like, I don't really care anymore. I I don't, I'm like, okay, we're just not in alignment. Um, but it's just shocking to me, I think. And I don't understand it. That well, just power, like, power is real. True power is a truth. 
What do you mean? Well, truth is the only real power. Mm. Authenticity is the only real power. Your success will come from your authenticity, Mm. which is the success. Everybody's success comes from your authentic self. That makes total sense. Your greatest creativity comes from your authentic self. Yeah. And truth comes from spirit. So, you know, there's nobody can can get in get in the way. No, no human can get in the way of your ultimate success and purpose in life. That's in control of spirit, not you or yeah. not anybody. So the more authentic you are, the more truthful you are in alignment with you, the more attractive you become. Mm-hmm. The more magnetic you become your words start pulling those kinds of people in that then create that greater voice and that's what you're about you're about your purpose and your purpose is about communication and that communication is coming through you via spirit and when you follow your authentic source, it is going to be extraordinarily powerful. Well, I'm still figuring that one out, but. Well, I've been telling you that how long now? (laughs) Well, that's why I went and took a walk today because I was like, get out of your head. This is not about you. This is, you don't have anything to like, because I was just like, I don't, sometimes I don't want this job. Like I, it's, I don't mean to say that, like I take it for granted. It's like, I don't know what to fucking say. And like, I'm such a feeler that it can be overwhelming to me when I'm in my feelings about stuff to not just go off, you know, like, and then I just feel like I'm contributing to the noise at this point. There's so much fucking noise. But you know, the truth about it is, sweetie. What? People need to get out of their head. Yeah. And listening to a person that is so steeped in feelings well, is 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 a lantern. That's a guidance. And, and you are helping people identify with some of their own feelings and emotions. What greater gift of creativity can you have than that? I mean, being a Cancer in a Pisces moon makes you so ultra sensitive it's beyond it's beyond words oh i know but the I... more comfortable you become mm. with expressing feelings the more intuitive and instinctive you become in following your authentic truthful guidance which will serve to impress all that listen to you now and in the future. So it's like you you just stay you 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 work on being authentically you and emotionally you and one day that is going to be so powerful you'll really you'll really understand what your strength in this life was about. Well, you guys heard it here first, so blame Marv if I get real email. <laughs> <laughs> He told me to. Okay. <laughs> Just trying to show up for my purpose, y'all. <laughs> hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. 
having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Uh, thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's <laughs> nobody more powerful on this planet than a person that can feel. Just remember that. Well, then the world better fucking watch out, Mark. Because <laughs> I got some feelings about stuff. <laughs> well, you just bring it, baby. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about, I love this part of the outline. Well, you know, and I just the, thought of something. Okay, what? <laughs> you know, you listen to all these talking heads that have mm -hmm. got this all vitriol and animosity and all of this uh, conspiracy crap. Do you think that that is any less of their emotional responses to life no, than you you're trying to bring your own emotional responses to life, which are more spiritually driven versus the physical um, earthbound driven? No. And you want to know what's interesting that you say that is that what I was observing on social media last week, and I don't know if this is in everyone's feed because obviously I'm Nashville based. And so everything in Nashville, like if you were posting about anything, but the shooting, you looked very insensitive in Nashville. And so it was an overwhelm though, of everyone needing to say like, you know, go do this, go call your senators, go donate here, go do this. And for those of us who've been doing that, I've been doing that for probably six years already. It was frustrating almost because I was like, oh, welcome to the show, guys. Like, glad you could join us. I had that mentality. So I knew I needed to stay quiet because that was just my like resentment for something. And ultimately what I decided was I was just so angry that it happened again and so angry that it happened to people that I knew. And down the street, I heard the cop cars like that made me so upset. But that's just grief. You know, that's so I couldn't quite put together any thoughts that didn't seem so overwhelmed with my own grief. And then when I looked at what was happening on social media, I was like, oh, my God, everyone's just verbal vomiting their grief. And that's it. And so I was able to have a little more empathy about what was happening because I think that's what we do when we're in pain is we we want 
to make sense of the feelings. And and so if it, that means go march in the protest, if that means call your senators, I did all those things too, but I just didn't feel like talking about it last week because I was so upset. But I did feel like, okay, I'm going to try to hold space for everyone else who is feeling this maybe for the first time because it impacted them finally. And I think that's maybe what we're seeing on a bigger scale is at this point, it is very hard to find someone in our country who has not been directly impacted by one of these shootings because it's happening that fucking much. So mm-hmm. there it is. But what I think I want to do with my feelings and what maybe I'm trying to find a way to navigate and help other people do is to use them productively. And maybe that was productive. Maybe more people got involved. Maybe the calls to the senators did help. I hope so. What's defeating is that they haven't in the last six years that I've been working on this stuff. And so I'm going to get back up and do it again, but I'm trying to figure out a way to do it differently that is actually helpful and not just going on social media and verbal vomiting my feelings because I'm in grief, which is what I've done a lot because I haven't really known. I don't know. I don't know if we know how to navigate and use social media productively yet with this like opportunity for us all to just express everything we're feeling at all times that becomes very overwhelming and that's what I was calling the noise of it like because I just started absorbing everyone else's feelings then too and so then that's like for a person like me is just crippling takes me out I took like 800 baths last week <laughs> it was just like oh meditate 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 bath 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 you know it's a lot well I mean you know look it's hard to absorb it's hard to hold the space for evil Okay, so you just allow it to be. Don't judge it. Just allow it. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. And if this, there, uh, this event is going to cause a shift and change, and then the next event will cause even more shift and change, and eventually we'll get to three and a half percent of the population. Mm. I mean, think about what is three and a half percent of 350,000 people. I don't like to do math, Marv. (laughs) (laughs) That is not my skill set. (laughs) Well, but the point, the point that I'm trying to make is, is that every event is, has a reason and a renewal and we have to let go. So remember the paradigm or the truth of Pluto. It's transformation. Yes. It's letting go. Yes. And it's renewal. Yes. So we've got to come into understanding that a greater power is at work. And we just have to learn to let go and accept it and do the best that we can to be who we are, to use our creative function to make this a better world. Mm. You know, I always thought it was interesting. There used to be, I don't know, I've heard it a lot of times. I mean, you know, when you get to the pearly gates, God doesn't, God only has one question. Or St. Peter only has one question. How much love did you leave on the planet? (laughs) How much love did you leave on the planet? That just made me want to cry. <laughs> and that's uh, that's a big concept in, uh, just in and of itself to think that through. But it's very difficult to um, try to understand, you know, why we're going through this. But when you understand karma... And that we have to face these events to grow and to come to a different kind of understanding that's going to lead us into a much more of an enlightening way, then it makes it a lot easier. I agree. I think it's the only thing keeping me going. You can never get over uh, the sadness and the human response and i just and i just look at it and i told somebody the other day jesus wept why 
he knew he knew that that there was no death for certain but he still he wept for the physical reasons because he's going to miss a friend on this level on this plane yeah so yes we can have pain and we have to try to neutralize it in ourselves and that helps us grow helps us grow individually and helps us grow humanitarily mm-hmm. and that's aquarius It's very difficult to acquiesce to a spiritual truths when you get, you know, evil Mm -hmm. such as this. But that's the only place you're going to get answer and resolve is faith and trust in a higher source. Yeah, I mean, I've had multiple conversations this week of, you know, because covenant was a a Christian school. And so I've actually had some friends saying like, I really, I'm going to start going to church. Like it's, it's calling them to feel something more spiritually. And I think I like when you say a higher source, because I think that goes across all levels of religion. Cause I know, you know, like I'm never sitting here saying like, I don't believe in Christianity. I don't believe in Buddhism. Like I believe in all of it. It's, it's all about a higher (laughs) source. And for me, it's like, it doesn't matter. It's all actually saying the same thing when you get down to it. And so wherever you find it, whatever works for you, like, I mean, some people find it in 12 steps. Some people find it in um, gardening. (laughs) I don't know, you know, like I just think it's way bigger than that, but it is very important for us in this time. I don't know how I would survive without knowing that there was something greater than me in control, in power, in purpose, like all of that at this point, because there's so much turmoil happening constantly right now. And we have a whole outline of all these energy shifts and all the stuff. And, um, we're not even really going to get to it, but I I do, (laughs) I do think that there's a lot going on and I don't think that that we're going to see a slowdown quite yet at any point in any near future. And so, Finding your spiritual place where you can be grounded and find a higher source does seem very important right now. Well, and so I think that that's the the whole value in any kind of belief system is is uh, the if you take the positives of all belief systems and then incorporate them into being able to walk the talk. Yeah. That's the point. It's a system, a system to lead you into your greater self, a system to believe in your higher source through prayer, through meditation, through concentration, contemplation, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. love is the final answer. So whatever helps you love more, what else, whatever helps you be more authentically you, that is the reason you have a belief system. That's the reason for the different religions. There's a thousand ways to God. Mm-hmm. I Not found one. I found that exact thing that you just said, whatever helps you love more in my psilocybin trip. So, I mean, (laughs) it could be drugs. I don't know. I'm not promoting that. I'm just saying, you know, it's, I do think that 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 was a highly spiritual experience for me. And the only message I left with that repeats over and over in my head, even when I was just walking in my backyard, touching the grass. I saw a bird and that's what made me cry. I know that sounds so insane to a lot of people, but I felt very connected all of a sudden because I remembered we're all connected to all things. And like, it is truly simply just about love. That's it. Yeah. Love is the glue. It is the glue. That is Um, the connection. Since we did not get to a lot of the stuff on the outline, I loved, because I loved the energy patterns that you listed for April. Are you going to put this anywhere online that people could find it if they want to go read more? Well, they can send me uh, and request the outline. Okay. Uh, it's probably a pretty large outline. 
uh, just simply email me at marvin at astromars.com. And it's the outline for this month of April in Aries. It's the outline for the uh, the Pluto Aquarian meaning for the next 2100 years, as well as what it's going to mean as the 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 transformations in and of society, major areas of changes mm-hmm. that is going to begin taking place over the course of the next many, many years. And so this is the beginning. This is the ground floor. And of course, I mean, you know, um, it's it's going to be interesting to see um, how people, how we use the dialogue. Communications is very, very, um, well, it's very strong in both the this month's new moon as well as in the Pluto mm. chart of of change. So it's dialogue. We are really going to have to put a lot of energy into the dialogue to fight the negativity of evil, selfishness, corruption, conspiracies, lies, deceit that take us away from our true soul purpose. And so this is the foundation. This is the beginning. And, uh, you know, we'll have several lifetimes in that process. You know, if we come back about every 150 years, we're certainly going to come back into Pluto and Aquarius many times. Yeah. In this new age. Should be interesting. That's all I have to say about that. A lot of deja vu, dear. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Marv, tell the people where they can find you. They can find me at Marvin at AstroMarv.com on my email, or they can find me at uh, AstroMarv.com on my website. And uh, be glad to send out all the information. It's five pages of outline. And it is the, um, I outlined the book, Edgar Casey on Atlantis. I would encourage anybody that wants to understand the dialogue of what's going on in our country now, or life now, that it's a great read to kind of get a, a dialogue and an understanding mm-hmm. of we're fighting the same thing. Sounds and exactly that's, the uh, same. Yeah. That's actually, we're fighting the same thing on a galactic basis, on our own history of our own world. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's all in the outline that I put out okay. that I've that I gave you. So it's a good one. Also, if you guys want to do a personal reading with Marv and kind of see, like I know we talked a lot about you kind of mentioned my purpose and some of my stuff. And all of that has come from a session I started with you a long time ago where we read through my chart and you know, kind of like my inner workings because of these sessions that we do based on my astrology chart. So if you guys want to do that, I highly, highly recommend it's been life-changing for me to kind of understand some of um, the skill sets I came to this life with. I think that's been very helpful to me. So Hopefully it is to you too. And you can always reach out to Marv for that. Marv, thank you for being here today. Well, thank you for being you, Kelly. (laughs) I am so Uh, happy uh, to partner with you on some thoughts that uh, may help people to come more into their authenticity. Me too. Me too. Especially into their emotions and feelings. Oh, I guess that's why we're here, isn't it? That's why we're here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you. And thank you guys for listening. All right, my dear. Until next time. Thanks for listening to the Velvet's Edge podcast with Kelly Henderson, where we believe everyone has a little velvet and a little edge. Subscribe for more conversations on life, style, beauty, and relationships. Search Velvet's Edge wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts 